Welcome to The Fight with Teddy Atlas, presented by Dynamic Striking. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the voice of boxing, the great Teddy Atlas. Teddy, how you doing? Good, Ken. I'm, I'm doing good. I got a nice, you know, clean haircut because of you. Thank you. You sent your guy over, you know, and I appreciate it. Um, my wife, my wife no was... No problem. Yeah, thank you. My wife was like, it's a little short. And I said, listen, Elaine, I, I appreciate that, but, you know, we're getting a gift from Ken... I can't be nitpicking that it's a little bit short. And, you know, the poor guy is probably jet lagged because Ken had him over in London for the, the marathon, which, of course, Ken did so, so great. Um, and, you know, he was sharpened up over there with him. Um, so he's probably jet lagged. And then he flies from Tennessee, flies in here, gives me a cut. Then he's got to get back to, to Ken to shape him up for, for this episode. So, you know, I... I'm just, uh, I'm appreciative. It, it may be a tiny bit on the short side, but it's, it's, all, it's all beautiful. Thank you. You did, you did what I tell great chefs to do. Do what you do. If, if the haircutting guy, I'm just like, dude, make me look as handsome as you can. I, you don't have much to work with, but do your thing. Uh, no, hey, listen, you, as always, you look great. Um, just just, just <laughs> tremendous. And um. I know we're doing this episode, I know I'm getting ahead of ourselves a tiny bit, but it's only because I want to explain uh, the photograph behind you with the great Volkanowski, the great champion. Um, I, I have a new, I have a, um, I, I have a nickname form, a new name for my, actually, Houdini, because <laughs> Houdini was never, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm dead serious, Houdini, the legend, um, the great, 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 great Houdini, yeah, he escaped from chess, and he was down underwater, he was in a sealed chest, he, he had chains around him, but he didn't have somebody choking him, <laughs> you know what I mean, he didn't have, he didn't have somebody choking the life out of him as he was escaping, you know, yep. so to me, we, to me, you got Houdini, and you got Volkanovski, the two greatest escape artists of all time. And the reason he's up there is we will be interviewing the great Volkanovski uh, soon. We can't tell you exactly when it's going to be coming, probably next week. But um, it will be. You should be looking out for that because I know there's a lot of people out there would love to hear him uh, talk about that fight uh, with Ortega. Yep, and and in addition, we're doing this to accommodate a schedule. We're doing this late on a Sunday night, which is unusual for us, but that's what we do. When the guys are, are and my available. condolences to you. I have my condolences Ugh. to you. No, no, I mean, a tough loss, Ken, with the New England getting beat by Dallas in overtime. I mean, uh, listen. I'm I in know. the doghouse with my wife for cursing at the game in front of the kids. Everyone's angry at me. Patriots lose. My wife hates me. It's like I'm getting beat from every angle tonight. But we're here, and this is the highlight of the day. Uh, look, I, I know it, it doesn't make up for a loss, but... Um, you guys played great. You played great against a team that looks like they might be a Super Bowl-bound team, the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know. Stephen A. might have something different to say about that. My, <laughs> my, my brother from another mother, he, he might have a little something different to say about that. Um, I'm sure the Cowboy fans are ha having at him um, the way some of the fans have at me sometimes and at you sometimes <laughs> when we um, get on the wrong side of the ledger with the picks that – it happens nah, not too often, but, you know, a little bit. Um, uh, and then, but 
you guys, you guys look like a coming team. You look like a developing young team with the right quarterback. And you know what? By the end of the year, who knows? That kid gets better and better and better. And you're in a weak division. You're probably going to wind up winning that division. I would, I would put my money on you. And um, Buffalo looks good. Well, Buffalo no, no, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, you'd have to get a wild card. Yeah, and and I don't know if you're going to have a shot for that because Buffalo, you're right, I forgot Buffalo's in that division. You're 100% right. Okay, yeah, this is a development year. <laughs> I, 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 I regress. This is, I go back. This, this is a development year for your quarterback and to feel good about the future, to, to get ready for next year, to show what you can be next year. I think you guys are going to really be a team on the rise and a team to worry about in the next couple of years. But yeah, Buffalo looks damn good. Talk about Super Bowls. Yeah. Buffalo looks yeah, like yeah. they could be headed that way. Yep. Well, we talked about the people that looked good. Let's talk about who didn't look good, and that's Mikey Garcia. My God, they brought in uh, this kid, Martin, to be the sacrificial lamb, and uh, the lamb ate the lion. I mean, he beat him in every aspect of the fight, I thought. Um, pretty one-sided. I'm shocked that he got the win. I, like as we've seen before, you know this this kid had never had a fight in the United States. I think he had thirty nine fights. Let me check his re- record here, but he had something like thirty nine forty fights. He'd only fought outside of Spain twice, once in Italy, once in Sweden or Norway, some Scandi country, but had never fought anyone we'd heard of. By all accounts, he was brought in just as an opponent. And you know who's the biggest loser of the night? And I hate to say it because he's my good friend, but who lo- who loses more than anyone is Regis Progress. Progray. Mm-hmm. He was set up to fight Mikey Garcia in this fight. Mikey wanted to tune up, which I understand now in hindsight why he wanted to tune up. But thank God he didn't fight Progray because if he fought like that, Progray stops him, I think, early. But I don't see that fight happening now. There's nothing there for Progray anymore. And I... I, I don't know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I mean, I, I this got to be the end of the road for Mikey. I mean, he, to lose to a guy with this, I mean, this kid had, one sec, I got him right here. He has, um, coming into the fight, his record was 38-2, and two, and he only had 13 knockouts. And again, he had ne- never fought a single opponent you've ever heard of outside, and, and none of the fights were outside of Spain except one in Italy and one in either Sweden or Finland. Um, what'd you think? And what we, you, I'm assuming you had to be as surprised as everyone else. And by the way, he was coming into this. Garcia was plus minus 900. Martin was plus 700 at the start. First of all, I wonder if uh, beautiful fans out there agree with, with this quick statement. But um, I, I barely, I didn't even know about the fight till the last second because they don't do a great job advertising these fights. I'm sorry. I mean, really. Full disclosure, I had to watch it after the fact, and I never, I, I, I really, like, I, I love watching the fights. I never miss them. So when I heard this, I'm like, oh, crap, Mikey Garcia was even fighting? I didn't even know. Yeah, I mean, so, 10 round, 10 round, nine, yeah, 10 round, 9 title fight, but still, it's Mikey Garcia. He's one of the bigger names in the game, and, you know, you don't even know about it. I mean, you, you, you would need, like, some kind of navigation system, like uh, TriStar or something, some, some one of those th- to find some of these fights. Uh, you really would. I mean, <laughs> you really... Well, what's the name of the stuff that they have in the cars? Navigation? What? What is it called? Um, yeah, GPS uh, or uh, North Star. Yeah, GPS. I think is one of them. Yeah, you need the a GM boxing uses. GPS. 
Somebody should invent the, the boxing GPS, really, because these fights on <laughs> Showtime, especially, and some of these, are, I, I, I don't know when they're on, and, and I'm supposed to know. <laughs> I've been in this business 50 years almost. I, I, I wonder if the fans feel the same way, because we, we, are, we do think of ourselves as uh, a voice of the fans and, and ask the questions and cover the things that the fans would themselves ask. But here, look. As always, I I want to do it the right way. So I wrote down a list because it's not one thing to answer the question about what went wrong um, with Mikey Garcia. <coughs> so here's the list, and I'm gonna I want to get right to it. First of all, I want to say that Chris Mannix, uh, one of the commentators, made some good points. So potential reasons for upset of Garcia, and as I said, it's not just one reason. Uh, it's been a work in progress, inactive. Doesn't fight enough. One one year and eight months since his last fight, you know, rust physically and mentally, you know, when and when I say mentally, when you don't have to think like a fighter and live like one, guess what? You, you don't perform like one. Um, it's become almost like a side job for Mikey, like not a priority. Number two, weight. He's gone up too many weight classes. Started at 130 pounds, junior lightweight, was better there, and he was better at, of course, also at lightweight, 135. To me, he was never, and I know this is going to be different from some people. Maybe they just even, they haven't thought of this this far back. But to me, he was never the same fighter after he took two and a half years off or whatever that amount of time, somewhere in that neighborhood, um, to sit out a promotional contract. Uh, he... He, he was never, to me, he came back at 140 pounds. He was a different fighter. He was a, more of a walk to your guy, looking for bigger punches, looking to time you. Before, before the layoff, and this is a big statement, Ken, but before the layoff, he had the best legs in boxing. Uh, then, then Loma came along. But before the two and a half years off, off Garcia was just tremendous at going in and out. Yeah, I never, I never saw those legs again after that layoff. Number three, conditioning connected to weight classes and inactivity, and the and the job, uh, you know, boxing not being as important as it once was. It's all connected, but again, his body had a soft look to it, and I will qualify that. I'll be the first one to say. He never had a Holyfield body. He doesn't have those kind of genetics. But still, his conditioning lacks. I, 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 don't, I don't think that you could argue with me. And if you did, I think you lose the argument. Number four, made too much money. He made huge money for the Spence fight, which he could have taken other fights, maybe even Loma. But he took Spence for one reason. And I want to hear it. He took it for one reason. And I like Mikey. But we're here to tell the truth. He took it for the money. And, you know, people want to say he did it. You know, fans of his, of course, want to say he did it for the challenge. All right, fine. And he showed great courage in taking it. Okay, fine. Because he moved up in weight to take it with a dangerous guy. But, you know, at the end of the day, if the money wasn't so great, he doesn't take it. Uh, you know, and now, now he fights without, well, without urgency. Number five, style. 
He was never a busy guy. Never threw a lot of punches. There was always a chance to outwork him or out-hustle him. Uh, you know, at it, at his best, he was a counter-puncher, a sharpshooter. He didn't waste anything. He was accurate. He was a good puncher. Not atomic bombs, but a good, solid puncher. And he usually would, you know, he could catch you clean. And he controlled range very well. Now he's forced to come out of his comfort zone and walk forward. It's not his strength. Number six, what happened specifically in the Martin fight? All of the above conspired together to create this loss, but also, specifically, Garcia didn't have a real game plan, while Martin did. Give Martin credit. He knew what he needed to do. Keep Garcia off balance, don't get caught near the ropes, avoid the big shot, and pot shot. You know, just enough without getting greedy or reckless. And that's what he did. That's exactly what he did. Garcia didn't even seem to be aware that Martin would use his legs the way he did. So he had no attack to the body to take away his legs. You know, like I used to always say on ESPN, take some air out of the tires. I, I mean, that's the first thing I noticed. I was like, what? And, and he pushed, he being, of course, Garcia. He pushed his jab all night, a little bit like Joshua, quite frankly, when he lost to Usyk. Instead of snapping it, he allowed Martin to have freedom to roam effectively, use a jab, and pick spots since there was not a jab that was really hindering him or, as I like to say, stabilizing him on the outside. Garcia was one-dimensional all night. The same, the same thing, just plodding, walking in slowly and posing and waiting in front, hoping to land a big shot. And at the end of the day, Ken, give Martin credit. He took advantage of the opportunity in front of him. But please, don't suddenly make him a great fighter. He came in with two losses to relatively unknown guys with good records, but not heralded guys. The result had as much to do with what Garcia didn't do as with what Martin did. That's the truth, plain and simple. Martin did a very good job, and now he's going to reap the rewards with a money fight, probably, probably in a rematch, because that's about all Garcia can do now, you know, to, to rectify things, to fix things. If he wants one of those bigger fights, you talked about progress, you know, if he wants one of those fights, He's got to fight a rematch now. He's got to obviously uh, straighten things out and get a win. Um, and I just wanted to finish by just touching a little bit on the tune-up thing because you made a good point. He could have used the tune-up, but man, tune-ups are dangerous. Man, they are dangerous. And, and, and there's two ways to look at even this one. Many fighters in the history of this sport <laughs> have lost millions, and I don't mean to laugh, but by taking tune-ups, um, and and even recently we've we've seen some of this. But in this case, Garcia obviously he needs to address his real problems that I just went over. Otherwise, yeah, he could just have taken the money, you know, and fought progress, you know, and gotten a bigger money fight. But the results would be the same and worse, obviously, as you alluded to, because he'd be in with a, well, with a much higher talent. Uh, 
this might be a blessing in disguise if he wakes up and he changes things and and it's it's a big if it's it's not too late but it might be it might be and i think that that for me i wanted to cover it because i know there's mikey garcia fans out there is boxing fan we're, we're, we're talking to the fans and i just wanted to give it as comprehensive uh, uh, a go over as i could do Hey guys, quick break to give a shout out to today's sponsors. First up is NordVPN. When I'm traveling, I'm often using unsecure hotel or airport Wi-Fi, as I'm sure a lot of you are doing, or an unsecure Wi-Fi network at different coffee shops. Public Wi-Fi like these are notorious for getting your data hacked, which can be a nightmare. Trust me, it's happened to me multiple times. Uh, it's also happened to other people that I know. And to avoid this, I've been using NordVPN. It's easy to use, it doesn't slow down your connection, and it makes sure all your data is private and protected. I even use it at home just to have the added layer of security and peace of mind. NordVPN is offering our listeners 73% off a two-year plan plus four months free. To get this special offer, go to Nord vpn.com slash atlas use the promo code atlas atlas at checkout that's nordvpn.com slash atlas use the promo code atlas at checkout nordvpn n-o-r-d v like virtual p like private and like network.com slash atlas Today's episode is also sponsored by Athletic Greens. I know I've been uh, banging the drum on these guys for a long time, but honestly, it's the one supplement that if I take nothing else during the day, I never miss Athletic Greens. I love this stuff. Uh, these guys spend 10 years with top nutritionists and doctors to create this formula. It's made from 75 whole food sourced ingredients. It has vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, antioxidants, and it actually tastes really good. It's like an insurance policy for your body's health and immunity. This is literally all you need to stay on top of your immunity with 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, no need for multivitamins or whatever else you might be taking. Athletic Greens has you covered. Special offer for our listeners, 10 free travel packs with your first order. So whether you're looking to boost your energy levels, support your immune system, or address gut health, Athletic Greens is the way to go. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash atlas to claim the special offer of 10 free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that's athleticgreens with an S dot com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S. One other thing that happened at the fight, <clears throat> which I love that Tiafimo Lopez does, he does an interview on The Zone. Uh, first, he gets into a shouting match with Devin Haney. They're screaming at each other. And Look, I like both guys equally. I'm not like a super fan of either one, but I don't dislike either one of them. But, I mean... It's hard to argue with Tiafimo has all the belts. He beat Vasily Lomachenko, who a lot of people had as the best fighter at any weight. And Devin Haney has beat Jorge Linares, and he almost got knocked out late in that fight. So when we, when they're yelling at each other about, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, I say, in my book, Tiafimo's done a little bit more. That's not to say he's going to win. I like Devin Haney too. But they're shouting at each other, and then they do an interview on the zone. Bob Arum must be having a nervous breakdown. There's Tiafimo doing an, a, 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 an interview with Haney on the zone with Sergio, uh, Sergio uh, Mora and Chris Mannix. Wait, I got to interrupt for same. one second. Well, I can't. Go ahead. Oh, my God, I can't help it, Ken. <laughs> You're supposed to love me, and you put me in this position. Bob Arum's going to have a nervous breakdown. Uh, I, I mean, could just, wait, he wait, just, wait, wait, he must wait, just wait. be a, so angry. This is a guy who curses out women. This is a guy, again, we we pride ourselves in putting it out there and telling the truth. And a lot of people hide it because they have to do business. They got to be, you know, 
know, sitting in the middle of the fence or not even in the middle of the fence, sitting in the lap of somebody. But this is a guy who curses out women, this reporters. Um, this is a guy who curses out a reporter who is paid by ESPN. Can you believe it? And 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 yeah, and, and there's I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, because he That's exactly uh, my uh, point. And, is and, and he gets on. away with it. He gets away with it. And, and nobody 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 does anything. Oh. All right, he go gets I, upset at the smallest slight. So imagine when a, one of his marquee guys, first he does a deal with Triller. Now he's fighting on the zone. He's under contract with Top Rank and he's doing interviews on the zone and he's telling them, hey, and he's like, we'll do it live on the zone. And Tiafimo's literally reading an ad for the zone. He's like something like, yeah, live on the zone. I'm like, oh my God, this is, it, there were so many subplots in this screaming yeah, match. Make it up. But at the end of the day, Top rank in the zone getting together to make this fight. I think we have a better chance of hitting the lottery, but I'd love to see these two guys get at each other. Yeah, listen. They, they seem to have genuine just bad blood. First of all, I won't get deep into if they did fight, but Lopez is the more physical guy, the stronger guy, the uh, the better puncher, obviously, and just just with more physicality to him, if that's fair to say. But but he's a terrific boxer, Haney. But he'd have to fight. Uh, he'd have to be like the pitcher coming in against a good hitter, a real good hitter, and he'd have to really take the bat out of his hands. He'd have to pitch like a no hitter. Or, or one hitter. Maybe a one hitter might not even be good enough because home run and boxing uh, is like uh, a grand slam with the bases loaded. So uh, it, it could be over. I Listen, I understand it's boxing. And I wanted to make a few points here because I thought it was important, even though it was a, some people say it's silliness, whatever. But I understand it's boxing. And this is what sometimes is done, thinking, I guess, that, you know, it'll get a fight done or for one of the fighters, right? And also, it seems to happen more when fathers are involved. It it it, it seems to be an ingredient that ingredient to it that can make it a little bit more. I don't know if it's combustible is the right word, or just that it's more navigated because of the fathers, and and it is more put on because of the fathers being involved. But whatever, uh, I just I don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's a great look. And um, there's a reason why these fighters who risk more than any other athletes, of course, except for UFC fighters, but I'm, I'm their fighters, so I don't separate them. Um, there's a reason why they don't get the big endorsement deals like other sports athletes. And I know, Ken, you've been really good on this show where we, we get a UFC guy, we'll get a, and you say, can I help? Let me see if I can help this guy a little bit uh, in a world that I'm a little bit familiar with and I am familiar with where uh, where I have some connections with some people that could maybe help him with endorsements. And you do it for the same reason that I think of these guys is they, they earn it. They deserve it. They risk themselves so seriously. And, you know, but fighters, they don't get the advertisers, the Madison Avenue, uh, because... They get scared away uh, by the image of boxing. Uh, you hear it all the time, all the time, because I've advocated for, for this for fighters, uh, like others have, and, um, and I advocate for a pension and a lot of other things too, for a national commission. Uh, but um, the advertisers, they always say the same thing. You, you hear it all the time, and it bothers me. Because they say, oh, you know, we're not interested because of the image of boxing. And it bothers me because 
I'd like to see, as I just said, more boxers get those deals. And there's so many who could and who deserved them. But again, this kind of stuff, it, it, you know, um, it doesn't help. Um, and I, I like both of these, these young fighters. They're smart. They're good. Um, they're not connected to outside problems. Uh, you know, like you've seen with Conor McGregor in the UFC, we'll, we'll have to touch on that a little later. Obviously, that he put himself in the news again. We'll touch on that quick. But, um, you know, and, and McGregor's been a great athlete, a, a great star, but obviously he's not helping himself in that world outside with the way he's, what he's doing. But um, now you get to Teofimo, and, you know, he's been flapping a bit more than he, you know, he's been flapping a bit since he beat Loma. And he has to be a bit frustrated since he thought he was he was going to cash in on a big ticket. But it hasn't been quite worked out that way. It hasn't quite worked out that way with the deal he made with, with Trilla or, you know, or soon to be named Illa. Um, yeah, because <laughs> they have to be feeling off. They gotta feel they're out. They, they're out. I know, no, no, I know. But the they got they, if they're around anymore, their new name instead of Triller has to be Illa because they they gotta be ill. They gotta be ill. Oh, with they the, lost a lot of money. They lost a lot of money with the money they they blow they blew and the way they they've gone into this business making big money. Of course, first with Jones Tyson and uh, with that money grab, but since then they show they they have a real lot to learn about the real business of boxing. I mean, forget about it. You know what's crazy about that, Teddy? They probably lost a lot of other people's money because I'll guarantee you they probably raised a lot of private equity and venture money from different investors and uh, those guys might as well have lit the money on fire. Well, this kind listen, you're you're probably right. And look, this kind of conduct and yelling and stuff, it it surprised me a a bit with Haney because that's just not him. He's a very well-mannered, articulate. And listen, I, I love, before I go further with this, I, I love Lopez. He's a smart kid. I've had the opportunity to talk to him prior. He's a smart kid. He's a good kid. He really is. But, you know, uh, he he's a little bit more to talk a little bit, but but never involved in anything that that you'd say oh gee you know i don't want to be around that guy or i don't uh, you know you might not like his talking sometimes but he he's a good kid and he's never embarrassed himself and and this kid haney as i said he's well-mannered he's articulate he's soft-spoken and for me at least this was this was just it was out of character for him and as I said, I don't know if somebody's telling him you gotta you gotta do this to get the big fight, and it's very possible that that it's not good enough because you the way you box and you're so good, and you know uh, it's not always electric fights. You're not the big banger, um, you know, to get attention. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to be uh, you you're gonna have to be a little bit more like this. And this but might- Teddy, one quick thing, one quick thing. You can do all those things without cursing and saying they weren't just cursing. They were just saying silly, like a f- really offensive street people, street guy shit stuff. Like, come on, man. Yeah. You don't have to do that. If I were the manager, I'd be like, dude, well, well, just take point. a gun and shoot yourself in the foot. What are you doing? No one's gonna want to advertise with you. There's guys in this business that it's kind of their style. But it's not these kids' style, and I don't think it should ever be anyone's style because 
I think what they do in the ring Neither is do I. I think what they do in the ring is enough. Okay, and as Agreed. I said, I like them both. They should stay with what they do in the ring. Uh, they do it very well, and they should stay away from this crap outside of it. Um, you know, they don't need it. Teddy, before we uh, before we wrap up, we got five minutes. I just want to touch real quick. Um, Conor McGregor in the news again. Apparently, he was hanging out with the DJ in Italy, and un- allegedly, according to the DJ, which We've only heard one side of the story, but Conor McGregor punched him in the face, threw a beating on him, I guess, busted his nose, punched him in the mouth, cracked him a couple times, possibly. I almost wonder if, since he's had that surgery after the uh, Poirier fight, I almost wonder, and and again, I don't want to make accusations, but I almost wonder if he's been on the pain meds because he's acting out of character like a wild person, like irrational, crazy talk. There's videos of him driving. It looks like he's drunk, again, allegedly. But it's out of character for him to be acting like such a jerk. Like he seems to be embracing this new villain character, and I, I don't get it. He's he's obviously got all the money, so he's not worried about endorsement deals at this point. He's made a lot of money, he made hundreds of millions with the whiskey deal. But man, it's watching him implode and and self destruct his image like this is sad to see. It's hard to watch, and I'm not a big Connor fan per se. But geez, he's really acting a fool out there right now. Beating up civilians is not a good look for an MMA fighter. Hey, listen, either these, another part or another element of it is, and I, you know, you got to sometimes take the light side at least for a minute, then I'll get into the serious side, but um, these DJs must have good chins. Either that or Connor, <laughs> either that or Connor's just off, you know what I mean? He, he's got the yeah. broken eye, and you know, he's not in shape yet. But, um, but look, a, accused of all this stuff, right, um, and, he, and it happens on the day that his son, you know, pretty pretty serious day or important day or uh, a great day for a family. You're, you're blessed enough to have a healthy child and you're having your child baptized. And he was having a child baptized out of, at the Vatican. First of all, I, I got to say one thing, not that I'm correcting you, but he, not that it's, you said he's, it's out of character for McGregor. Unfortunately, the, some of these things have happened uh, in his past. Yeah, that's they, fair. They, they, they have. Let's not forget what he did with Habib with the whole truck when he picked up the... Uh, oh, uh, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Let's not forget. <laughs> I, that was pretty, that was pretty dangerous. Just, that was to, pretty dangerous. He tr- picked up a hand cart, uh, a hand truck, or whatever you call <laughs> hand that, truck. hand truck, and, and threw it into a bus, which put... A few guys had to get stitched up. Um, knocked out of the... They got knocked off the card. You're right. I just feel... I, I want to find something good to say about no, the no, guy, listen, but you're right. I, but, He's but done this say, repeatedly. Listen, we know that McGregor has that bad boy reputation that he plays off it, and he make, it makes a lot of money for him. Of course, you know, along with his ability, great ability that, that he's done what he's done. And he's in a tough place now. You know, career-wise, he's lost two fights in a row uh, to Dustin Poirier, our friend, and you know he suffered obviously a terrible injury where he, in his last fight when he broke his ankle. Um, if it's in, if it is his intention to keep up the bad boy, you know, stuff while he's recovering, so people don't forget him. You know, obviously he's he's doing that, um, and I know I know he's still rehabbing the leg and. You know, has to come back gradually, um, but again, on the light side, um, even coming back gradually, DJs, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, the DJ is better than the, the no, D- but even at this level, he could probably step it up a level. But look, even with the recovering leg, but in all seriousness, 
this behavior is starting to be something to be concerned about and um, even dangerous. Uh, you know, to him, and obviously we just touched on it to others, somebody could get hurt. Uh, I don't want to see anyone struggling in these sort of ways. Uh, that he's struggling. Whatever it is that's behind it, uh, you, you get concerned when you see it. Uh, especially when you see a guy who works so damn hard to come out of the... I mean, he came out of the ghettos of Ireland uh, to make himself yep. a champion. And, and we've seen other people come out of terrible places, but we're talking about him right now. And he's a star. You know, you hate... The biggest. Uh, the I, biggest. I, I mean, now... Now you'd hate to see him fall to this. I, I, I seriously, I hope and pray he can have someone around him. This is when you need people around you. Uh, you know, people they they poo poo that. Oh well, you. I know you're you're a grown man. You're responsible for yourself. I get it. But these guys, he never dreamed he'd have this. Maybe he did, but chances are he never dreamed he'd have quite this kind of money. And. It's so important because it's hard to be prepared for this kind of, you know, this kind of what 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 comes with it. I, I really hope and pray he can have someone around him to help him, advise him, you know, in the right, truthful way, not just guys hanging around making money, you know, because aside from the danger to himself and other people in those ways, at this rate, aside from as I already said, with the you know, with all the other stuff that's that's so serious. He'll wind up broke when he settles all these lawsuits. I, you know, nobody, I mean, is touching on that right now because he's made so much damn money, you know. Um, but my God, uh, those lawsuits, they add up. They add up. But, but the most important thing, again, in all seriousness, is a little message out there. He doesn't need it from me, but I'm going to send it anyway. Um, you know, you've been great. You've done great things. You've been a pioneer in the sport in many ways, bringing purses to the UFC that were never seen before. You paved the way for that, uh, much like Muhammad Ali did for, for so many fighters uh, in boxing. Uh, you know, uh, please, talk to somebody. You know, talk to somebody. And um, that's all. And, and don't be too proud to do that. Talk to somebody. And don't let... Don't let yourself continue down this road, really. For your sake, for other people's sake, um, you've you've been great in so many ways. You know, that's that's not destroyed all. Hey, and guys, real quick, that's uh, that's a wrap for this week. But I just want to say to everyone, thank you so much. We blew right through two hundred thousand subscribers. We love you guys. It's the only reason we do this. Obviously, Teddy and I can talk about boxing amongst ourselves anytime. But we do this so you guys can be part of the conversation. Hopefully, I'm representing you guys the way you want. But thank you a million times. Thank you for all the new subscribers, the comments. It's been great. Even the people that say nasty things to us, we love you too. No, Thanks hold on, hold on, us. hold on, hold on on that. Edit that out. Edit that one out. <laughs> we, we don't love you. We un you have the right to do that, you know. And like Muhammad Ali said, you know, half of the people that come to the fight, they come because they love me and they want to see me win. And the other half come because they hate me and they want to see me lose. But one thing they all got in common, they all come. They all buy a ticket. Keep coming. Anyone who's got time to write negative comments on YouTube needs some love. I love you. Keep it coming. We love you guys. Thanks for everyone for subscribing. We'll be back next week. Look for the interview coming in the next week or so from the great... 
Alexander Volkanovsky. Take it easy, guys.